0: happening again, my friend. Just an hour ago, I was—I left you off. I was coming back from a motivating workout with the uh, DDI peers. There, kick-ass, taking friggin' names, and uh, I was—I was talking about um, my um, watching this friggin' show with Anthony Bourdain, and he's in Cologne, Germany, and the German woman says. You know, the thing about Germans, you know, the reason why everything just kind of will always change, will always be the same around here and nothing ever changes with what people like it, like about this place. It's always the same, um, is that Germans don't like surprises very much. So they do a lot of preparations to prevent anything taking them off guard. And I think that that's an awesome philosophy, an awesome way to go about life because it's just an eventuality in our day today, that there's gonna be something that's gonna go wrong. But if we prepare, if we um, prepare for contingencies and try to our best to avoid any surprises, even though we don't like those surprises, they'll be a lot easier to take and it'll be a small surprise maybe, take us in a different direction. And maybe we can make a little bit of a game out of life where we try to anticipate the obstacles that will present themselves to us and the world is fairly predictable, right? We really we become more and more able to read the plays as as we get older I and mean, grow experienced. But um, this is interesting. So I go in the house. First thing I do, I'm starving, I'm still panting a little bit from my workout. I friggin' reach into the and you know, my, my wife's running around getting everybody breakfast, getting herself her shit together. There's a there's a palpable sense. In the house, that it's morning and everybody's heading off, and we got to go meet deadlines and get to work and all that shit. So, <clears throat> it's an interesting observation our routines and how, man, we just throttle up in the morning, don't we? I mean, it's a wonder that any of us can sleep at all, given that we just. Just from the moment we roll out of the rack, we're like, okay, got this. I'm going to go down here and make breakfast. I'm going to clean things up. I'm going to get everything ready. Got all my stuff that I need? Okay, let's go. You know, it's, it's imperative that we try to anticipate any potential surprises and mitigate those things before we get our fucking asses kicked. So, that's interesting. But I, So, I, I step into that pace of our, our living room and I reach into the refrigerator and I grab a, the end, basically a container of a pint of yogurt that I've been working on. It's a delicious maple flavored yogurt. Thinner, it's more like a legit yogurt. None of this, um, you know, briar shit or whatever. This is fucking legit. Seven Stars Farm yogurt from this area here. And it's delicious. So I grab it. I got like a third of it left. And I just start freaking... I, I pull it out. And the freaking thing falls on the ground. And the top comes off. And yogurt sprays all over the goddamn place. All over the fridge. All over the freaking cabinets on the floor. And my wife is running around clicking. Walking around in her wedge shoes. And I'm like, oh god, She's going to come in. And she's like, I'd have to, if I had time, I'd help you. I'm like, shit. So much for... Organizing and preventing surprises, but obviously not something that I could have prevented. Made a mistake. Dropped it. Then I get all my shit ready. I'm a little bit behind time-wise. I start my car up remotely, and I go out, and I friggin' get all my shit, throw it in there. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting in the car ready to friggin' pull out, and I can't use the controls. That's because I remote started my shit, and now I don't know where my keys are. I go in the house, I come back out, and they were right where I was sitting. I was sitting on top of them in the driver's seat. So, not off to a good start, but that's fucking life. I'm feeling better now, heading down to the school. Um, My next topic of conversation this morning is one that I've been thinking about for a long while. I might have touched upon it previously. It's toxic masculinity. And I'll read you a definition of this. Scholars have used the term toxic masculinity to refer to stereotypically masculine gender roles that restrict the kinds of emotions allowable for boys and men to express, including social expectations that men seek to be dominant aka the alpha male, and limit their emotions, their emotional range, primary to expressions of, you know, basically tough guy shit. So, this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. All of my life, the making of Dr. Drill, but all of my life from the time that I was a boy, I loved to do male shit. I mean like Lord of the Flies shit. You go out into the woods, you poke, you friggin take a, the first thing you do is snap off a branch and you start sharpening the end of it like you're making a spear. What else do little boys like to do? They like to play with fire. They like firecrackers. They like to make traps for one another and um, play army and um, imagine they're shooting one another, climb trees. Dangle from rope swings. Wrestle with one another. Curse. Take risks. Um, and assorted other stupid shit. But these are the things that we are kind of programmed to do. If you look at um, nature, you look at our relatives, the chimpanzees, etc., <clears throat> etc., et we're not too far from them. Male, the male of the species tends to be the hunter, the defender, and so that's what we do. We are hormonally, mentally, hormonally, genetically programmed to kick asses and to assess risks and to fight and win. So, all of my life, I've been doing this sort of stuff. From the time that I was... Across the street, between, between my, my street and the next street, there was like a very unique and interesting um, uh, landscape engineering, I guess, when they planned the community. They had a, row, a street and a row of homes, and then there was a patch, uh, a long strip of woods between the blocks. And to me, when I was a kid, it was like fucking Jumanji. I mean, it might as well have been a jungle over there. This is where we built forts and we played manhunt, capture the flag, and all kinds of other Rambo disciple shit. We spent a lot of time in the woods. I remember distinctly going in there and fighting with the kid across the other street. He was my nemesis. His name was Jason. Nice enough kid. I later saw him and apologized for any bullshit that I might have pulled, but he was a nice kid. Nice enough kid. I mean, well, he was a little bit of an asshole, but so was I. So we would meet in these woods, and we would clash and get territorial and all that shit. And looking at a nature show, uh, BBC, you know, Planet Earth or whatever, you can clearly see what we were up to. And this is just standard male behavior. Uh, we're trying to find manhood, trying to find aggression and um, and be the alpha male. That we saw depicted everywhere, in TV and media and society. And so we felt like there was an expectation, and we were obviously genetically determined to arrive at that point. So it was that patch of woods. I also remember climbing up trees, top of the trees, and throwing shit off, hitting each other with acorns. I would, there was a trail that we had beaten down throughout our um, our little patch of woods, a little jungle. And I remember going out there and I'd take a shovel and dig holes and then place little twigs cross crisscross over the hole. And then I would take leaves and deposit the leaves over the top so that it was imperceptible from the the floor of our forest over there. And you could walk down a trail and not be none the wiser. I was that good at making these little pitfall traps. Now, this is, wasn't something you're going to fall in, fall to the bottom of, but it, you would step in it and feel like a dope trip, maybe. And so I would dig these holes, and then we would bait our buddies into coming into the woods and seeing if they fell for it, see, assessing our, our proficiency, if you will, with... Yeah, fuck you guys. Uh, Assessing our proficiency with making these traps. So there I go. There's my toxic masculinity. 7.30 in the morning. And I got to accelerate around the crew that are friggin' uh, traffic that are lined up at this red light here because they're taking their sweet ass time. As I'm going to beat the next guy. I'm going to be competitive I'm going to go faster. I'm going to maneuver better. And I'm going to arrive at my destination on time. That's a little bit of a toxic masculine trait, right? Imagine driving with the family and you get friggin', you're talking about this and that. Next thing you know, you're like, wow. Passing lane, motherfucker. So, anything I talk about, I'm not just friggin' talking shit. These are things that I've dealt with, is what I'm trying to tell you. So I move on from sharpening sticks and making deadfall
1: traps.
0: (coughs) I play sports, I wrestled, and that is about as intense an environment as you're going to get. You can smell the testosterone and the blood and the salt and the anger and the competitive spirit in a wrestling gym. Running around, doing your conditioning, sweating it out. You can feel the disappointment when you lose, when somebody loses, gets pinned, or otherwise loses a match. They call wrestlers, a bad wrestler, a squirmy around wrestler who doesn't know what they're doing, they call that a fish. Oh, you don't worry about it. Don't worry about wrestling this guy. He's a fish. Imagine a, a fish just flops like a fish out of water. Doesn't know which way to go, right? Just making these writhing movements, trying to swim, but got no legs, can't friggin' move around, can't get away from you. That's a fish. I remember <laughs> my son's wrestling coach reiterated that definition when he was five or six. and first got him involved. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is, I love this shit, but <clears throat> this is crazy. I want my son on that note to be a to be strong, to be powerful, to be a badass, to be an alpha male. But I also want him to balance that with a degree of cognition, a degree of reasonableness, of love, of care, of compassion. And I feel like toxic masculinity is when somebody's just all about <clears throat> just being tough, being a man, don't cry, grit it out. <clears throat> you know, take no prisoners sort of approach, so a a quick story uh, from a current event, if you will, what makes me think about this is I um, had somebody in my life who basically has, um, trains his ass off physically, so at midlife, still wants to be a physical stud, which is admirable, me too. <clears throat> in great shape, but he's still in that stage where he's sharpening sticks and plotting to kill his adversary. Good morning, sweetheart.
1: How are you? What are you doing? Getting dressed? Okay. I sure did, yeah. Yes. No. Yes, she should. She did pee and poop. Okay. You're welcome. Listen, I love you more than anything. I'll give you a call in a bit. I love you. hello lil i love you Oh, you look so pretty what uh you wear a sweatshirt what does that say stars on them and shit stars on them and whatnot it looks very nice. All right, well, you brush those fangs. I'll give you a call in a few minutes. Yep.
0: <sighs> so it's my little girl. Talks about, talk about toxic masculinity, that someday I will, you know, that she's growing up and both of my kids are growing up and I see them doing their sports and going to school and I'm trying to lead them well and uh, teach them to be kind, smart, compassionate, strong people, and they will be. They've got a, they've got a good balance, I feel, from between their mother and myself. So we will achieve that. We will strike that balance. <clears throat> but on the toxic masculinity note, you know, I, my girl is of 10. I've got to leave to go to work. Leave her sitting with a dog who will friggin' rip anybody in two. But I don't like to leave my, my child. I like to, I'd like to be able to walk her to the bus stop every day or drive her on a 19 degree day, Um, but I got to get to work, so I have to leave a little bit early. So on the toxic masculinity note, my job is to protect my family, right, and so I'll be talking to her a couple more times at least before I arrive at work and she's got to head to the bus stop, (coughs) My primary role in life is to protect her and teach her well. Um, I saw this image the other day, and I've seen this a million times. It's his father; he's got his daughter's first date, and he's standing there shaking that kid's hand at the front door with a shotgun. And that's this—you this, uh, know this is an Americana. This is a caricature of you know that the sentiment that a father has, like. I'm going to protect my family, and, you know, I, I'll i show you. You want to come and take my daughter out, huh? Well, you know, I'm, I'm threatening you right now. That is a very normal feeling, I believe. I don't know what it's a function of uh, taking care of your family, also knowing the way, perhaps... Boys will treat girls sometimes, or how we might have treated girls or regarded them when those hormones start raging, and uh, you know, we're attracted to them in a crazy way in a very natural, uh, biological way, the pheromones start kicking in, and all that shit. So, we are scared. And we're not willing to accept that our daughter's going to go on a date or going to grow up and have to deal with some of the the stresses of life. We want to protect them always. It's normal for a parent and their uh, offspring. But if you're not careful, toxic masculinity can take over. I'm going to tell you a story about... about this and provide an example of why we need to be careful with this shit in the year 2019. Stand by. toxic masculinity. I have a friend care about very much. I have a bunch of friends that are probably toxic, toxically masculine. Basically, they're at midlife and they're still trying to live up to that tough guy image. I mean, we all, none of us want to admit that we're older. And not that it's an age thing. Listen, not an age thing, Um, but to me it's a comfort thing, and I'll explain that. I busted my ass for my entire life to be the biggest, strongest, fastest individual, and I don't think I'm any of those things. But I'm definitely in the top percentile of tough customers. I don't look for fights. Um, I, I'm not aggressive with women, I am, I poke fun at myself, I, I try to use my head rather than my muscle, okay, I try to be compassionate, try to be understanding. I've, I've always felt that an excellent companion to strength is compassion. but I know a lot of guys who I guess because being tough and strong and aggressive always worked for them, they double down on that and they're gonna be like that for the rest of their life. like they get you're still walking around with their dick out of their pants like hey I'm a man, I'm a man look I got friggin a cock and balls here or I'm strong or I can beat you up or I can protect myself and for lack of physical ability maybe they will um, get a firearm or stack up on <clears throat> on weapons and ammunition and there's some people that you know maybe they watch too much of the news and and maybe I'm wrong for not doing that but there's some people that seem like at a time in their lives when they should be comfortable and confident that you know what I live in a pretty good community, I live in a decent world, I've got a job, I've got my things here, and my family, hopefully, and all that shit. So, now, I've done most of the things that I really want to do, I've negotiated through all of these rites of passage, I've gone to school, I've played sports, i um, made lift weights, I've served in the military, I've started my family... And so now it's okay to try to, like, relax a little bit. Now, if that's how you define yourself, then that's cool. But at some point in time, does that lead lion, you know, or or that bull moose, or that um, aggressive monkey, chimpanzee, leader of the pack of wolves, does he say, you know what? I'm going to chill the fuck out a little bit now. I'm going to be smarter. I'm going to work smarter rather than harder. I'm not going to go off trying to get in all these fights with these young bucks. Trying to prove my manhood. I've proven my manhood time and again. And now I'm going to use my intellect. Now, if you don't have an intellect, or if you're not an intellectual or a thinker especially, then this is going to be a challenge to you, and I understand why you would stick to what you know. But... I know a guy who recently has gotten himself in in quite a bit of trouble because he felt like he needed to defend his hack a little too strongly. So this is the year 2019. Um, If you perceive... If somebody messes with me or my family, obviously uh, the gloves are off. But we don't live in a world where we can go and smash people or dispose of them or, you know, somebody messes with our, our clan then we can go over and kill them or make threats to them. This is the 20, the year 2019 and we don't live in a tribal society. Um, uh, not completely anyway. It feels like we're more fractured than ever and living in various tribes, but <clears throat> this hyper-masculine individual is, I've seen greatness in him and I've seen. Um, him be a really kind and helpful person. But in the particular circumstance we're talking about, justified saying and doing some things that had gotten him in some trouble. And now he's going to pay for that. And this is not, like I said, this isn't some, this isn't the, like we're out walking around in fucking nature, jungle, or tribes, or something like that. This is a nation of laws. And if you threaten somebody, you can go to jail.
1: Hi, baby. What's up, honey? All right. 750 is when you got to be there, right? Okay. Yeah, cool. Sweet, mommy a good girl. She was limping out there again. I don't know what that's all about. No, I noticed that when she got in the house, she was fine. I think it might be her pad because when I took her out the other day on that walk, it was cold. And I mean, she should be able to handle that no problem, I thought. But maybe she's just a little bit squeamish. Maybe we need to get a little booties or something. Imagine that, right? Little shoes that we strap on. <laughs> you yeah, know well, maybe we'll get it for Mommy. might she might go for that junie was always um she she would take any rip anything off that you put on her like a sweater or a hat she would tolerate it for about two seconds but you never know Mommy. like she might uh go for some nice shoes so we'll have to we'll have to go to the, to the doggy shoe store and get herself some nice nice footwear we'll look at that i'll go we'll go online look at that <clears throat> well, listen you rascal, I love you more than anything and I can't wait to see you tonight. You get to that bus, give me a give me a text message. I'm heading into class now. You give me a text message when you're on that bus safe and sound and I'll see you tonight. You mean you can't text me? I don't think that that's, that doesn't sound right. I I thought that they'd have no problem you bringing your phone. Anyway, will you get to that? uh, You tell them if they have an issue with you texting me once you get on the bus, then they could talk to daddy. All right. Well, whatever, whatever you're comfortable with, but as long as you're ready, you got all you need and you're heading off, right? I love you very much and I look forward to seeing you tonight.
0: Hey man, that sort of thing will make you toxically masculine. Drive us crazy. I got to protect that little girl. I got to teach her well, all that stuff. And um, so the circumstances that led got my friend a little bit trouble is he felt he needed... He perceived the need to protect his family um, but forgot that he lives in the year 2019. So all you dads that are going to freaking go out there and pose with your shotguns and all that stuff and threaten teenage boys' lives because... They're going to take your daughter out on their first date. Maybe you consider a different tactic. You can throw a mild threat in there, as well. And posture up, as is expected. But um, why don't you just try to, you know, instill the qualities in your in your daughter and your son that are, you know, high integrity, character building type traits. So that rather than relying on, you know, assuming that it's up to the the young man who's taking your daughter out as to the setting the pace, leave her feeling with enough confidence that she is going to keep this guy in line. And anyway, so my friend got himself in a bit of trouble. And I didn't know him extremely well, but my heart goes out to... You know, the, the whole scenario I'm just thinking about uh, without divulging details, which I'm sure you'd love to hear. And I don't entirely know. It seems like the dude went over the deep end and made some threats and got himself in some trouble. And the dude's got a big family, and he's got a lot of people to take care of and provide for. And sometimes we can let our hyper-masculinity dictate for us, dictate for us, how we're going to behave and i feel like we need to fight that uh you know, to be the pack leader you don't always just need to bury your fangs sometimes you need to show people the way and avoid temptation <clears throat> you know to freaking smash people so let's see let's see if i can wrap this up i gotta head into class now if you're going to be strong be kind, be compassionate, try to work on your mind, and, you know, if you're, you know, an imposing-looking fellow, like I have been my entire life, that's going to be a deterrent enough. When you find yourself in a predicament, you need to be relying on more than just your brawn and, you know, threats of aggression. You need to be able to think your way out of a problem and act appropriately because we live in the times these are the times in which we live right? we can't go freaking <clears throat> hitting somebody with a freaking ball and chain because they wronged us or Hatfield and McCoy's type shit. we can't do that we need to act responsibly and if you feel like you need to act to- toxically masculine go rub one off and maybe you'll get some of the testosterone out and that'll subdue you a little bit, so you can think more clearly, because in all seriousness, it's what that is. You know, you're, you're, um, all you guys out there, you go on your first date, before you go out, you're hoping to get laid, before you go, you gotta friggin' rub one out, so that if you do get down to business, you don't come too soon. Sometimes you gotta take the edge off. So go rub one out, or go to do some deep breathing, practice some meditation, do some art, do something to round out your, uh, your, um, how should I say, your game plan, your uh, persona, because you can't just be walking around threatening people's lives and friggin', you know, at some point in time we're all going to be old and frail and uh, we're not going to be bodybuilders and fucking warriors anymore, right, just the way it fucking is. So guys, get your head out of your fucking ass, have a great day, be good to people today, be respectful, and if the shit hits the fan, then obviously you gotta be ready to fucking throw down too. But don't jump to that as your first, as your primary solution to a predicament. Cool? Cool. Huh! <laughs>